Grab some tea, get comfy, and get ready to kiki with Kariatu while we figure out how to laugh at the past, learn lessons in the present, and live for our future while loving every part of the process. Hey y'all, it's Kariatu and we're back again with another special guest on the Crown Convos podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? Pierce Monroe, senior political science and free law student at North Carolina A&T State University, and also from the city, no other than Baltimore, Maryland. Happy to be on here with you, carry out too. Oh, y'all hear the accent already? Like, jeez, Lord. Okay, so this week's topic is love. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. My first question for you is, how do you feel about Black men dating outside of their race? Ooh, okay. Well, personally, for me, seeing a black man they outside of his race, I personally do not agree with it. That's just my opinion. I've been always a stickler to date with the value for I'm an African-American male. I plan to date another African-American woman. I don't really see myself ever dating outside of my race, anything of that nature, because I feel as though that person may not be able to relate to me as somebody else. Now, to take that take that back a little bit, mm-hmm. I have a biracial nephew. Mm-hmm. It has never been a problem within my family. I don't want anybody to think like, oh, we don't allow people who or another ethnicity, another race, or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But personally, when I see, it, I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't really think that that relationship could be as strong as another black man to black woman, personally, in my gotcha. opinion. Okay. So I also I, just, I see a little bit of trouble within that at times and then I also see how it could work out in the day love is love whatever whoever you fall in love with all power to you my brother my sister whatever you want to do but personally for me I don't ever see myself being outside of my race okay so my next question would be why do you think it's so important for african-american men and women to love and support one another I think the main reason that an african-american man and an african-american woman should Love and support one another is because taking all the way back in time with slavery and all that, mm-hmm. we were the only people that we could support one another. There was nobody outside of that, outside of our tribe, outside of our culture, outside of our family, of another race who was helping pick us up. Mm-hmm. Helping me, helping me and you grind and make money and do things of that nature. I always say over and over and over again that the other race outside of African American, mm-hmm. they're not for us. And it's also a problem if we don't if we can't pick each other up, who won't help us? There's no reason that me as a black man, I shouldn't be picking up another black woman. Okay. Because you see you see it more so as a black man. Sometimes some black men only pick up other black men and they downgrade black women. Which is a which is a problem because there's no reason why we should be downgrading somebody the same race as us and who is a woman. I believe in no matter what, for me per se. Pick up, you know what? Pick up anybody. Pick up a black person in general, and if it's a woman, a woman should always be picked up no matter what as well. So there's no reason why us as black men and black women should not support each other because it goes back to centuries ago where it was only us to help each other out. Gotcha. Okay, so let me break it down even further. So when we talk about black people and the African American culture. 
we have to understand that there are other African-American people that don't share our same culture. So we can talk about where you grew up, how you grew up, what you grew up around, what you were exposed to, and things of that nature. So I guess I'll say since, you know, you're not dating outside your race, we hear it. How has it been dating people of other cultures? Um, I can say that dating outside of my culture has been a struggle, especially at a and mm-hmm. I've had um, relationships with other people, and I can tell that not every everybody who is black is the same. Yeah. I can say, for, for instance, my, uh, one of my first relationships at um, a Mm-hmm. She was from Atlanta. I was from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Two different areas, and we both grew up totally different. Mm-hmm. I had to realize that not everybody's going to be able to relate to me, and I can't relate to everyone else as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that also became an issue in my mindset because it was like you're not understanding what I'm talking about. You're not understanding what is going on, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I think when when you're I, when you're trying to find love, you have to meet a middle ground. And it has taken me some time over time trying to figure things out mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But I think when you come from different cultural backgrounds and how you were brought up, even as simple as how you make a bed up. <laughs> like, I'm very particular how I make my bed up, but the person I'm dealing with, she may not make her bed that same way. It can go back to different small little things or it can go to big stuff. How you plan to raise your kids. I've been planning to raise my kids as if I'm going to be a very strict parent. We want to have certain things in order. Mm-hmm. And another, and she may think as if, oh, no, I'm going to let my kids, y'all free-spirited, y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm going to go along with it. I'll put my input and we'll see how it go. Because that's maybe how she was brought up. And maybe I was brought up a different way as if we're strict, we're on a schedule, and we're going to mm-hmm. see where I will rock. And then we'll make some adjustments on my on my terms. So I think culture backgrounds do play a lot of roles within from dating and within love because at the end of the day not everyone is going to be the same exact person to a team y'all going to have differences but it's just a matter of how you manage those differences and how you're going to meet a middle, middle ground within those differences hmm. okay that sounds very interesting um so my next question i guess would be just like a follow-up so like how did you maneuver through those situations? Like, how did you determine whether or not it was something that you wanted to continue or something that you, it's better off that, you know, you all go your separate ways? How did it, how does it make you feel now, like going into what could possibly be a fresh situation in the future? I could say that the situations in the past mm-hmm. has taught me that, okay, fans, you just can't try to always be like, no, I don't like that. You're going to have to try to come to a middle ground and try to come to understand it. I be saying that I understand, but I know my mindset. I just be saying stuff because at the end of the day, I just want her to, all right, just be quiet. I don't feel like dealing with it no more. I always shut people down. Like that. And it's a problem. But over time, and also interacting with other females, trying to like get different relationships, it's helped me out and showing me that, all right, bitch, you can't always do that because at the end of the day, I learned that. Women, their love language is very much so communication. And as a man, for me, I'm very bad at communication. So with me starting to become more intertwined with my communication and communicating with others, that's going to help me out with time coming with ever who I'm dealing with in the future. 
So the culture background has a play into that, but it also comes to a bigger watch up like how you need to fix yourself as a man mm-hmm. for the next one coming around. Because you messed up here, but how could you have fixed it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if you fix that for the next relationship, the next one, so forth and so on. So if you can't really fix that, then at the end of the day, you're in, some play, you're in a plateau. You're not really increasing yourself, you're staying at the same level. Mm-hmm. So you probably have the same outcome unless you get, get with somebody who, who's fine with you not doing certain things. Who's fine with your culture being the same thing that everything goes goes that way. That's just you. But nine times out of ten, that's not gonna fly. You <laughs> gotta be a middle ground no matter what. So. Especially with the with black women, because I think that the connotation of like being strong has been put on black women for so long. Um, but the way that it presents in relationships can be it's like a slippery slope sometimes. Um, so what are some Okay, so I know you've probably dealt with different people that are completely different, of course, whether it's because of the way that they were brought up, just their personality, what their goals and aspirations are. Um, But if you had to choose one word that kind of categorizes your experience with Black women, period, what would that word be and why? One word for my experience with Black women? Yeah, because you don't date outside your race, right? I sure don't never have never win. Okay then, so yeah. I could say informative. Hmm. Elaborate. The reason why I would use informative is because I think with my experiences with black women, it has really helped me grow and mm-hmm. they have really poured a lot of knowledge into me. Mm-hmm. I have learned, especially dealing with other uh, with black women that their support their knowledge, their insight is a lot better than than ours. Okay. They're pouring more information into me. They're trying to tell me about different things. They're also going to tell me about different things I need to work on. And they're also they're going to reflect on themselves. Not many black men, I know for me for say, I'll say what I need to work on, but it's different when you hear it from a black woman. Gotcha. I know for me, that's like that's kind of like Okay, that black woman like is a representation like of my mother. Mm-hmm. You're not my mother, but I know my mother tells me something. She mean it, and she's just doing it to to make it make me a better man, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So as a black woman, when she's telling me, trying to give me information, tell me different things, that's helping me out. Yeah. So I think my experiences have been very informative, and they have helped me progress and grow over the time. I've never had an instance where I'm like, oh, she has never helped me out. Mm-hmm. I could always at least point out one or two things. Okay, she helped me in this aspect, and I see change. I see growth. She helped me in this aspect. I see change. I see growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there's different things that black women do that I don't think that another another woman of a different race could do for you. Okay. I don't think I, I don't think a white woman could tell me as a black man you need to stand up. I don't think she could do that. And I probably wouldn't pay her no more. Yeah, I think that's more of what it is. I think she could try, <laughs> but you might not hold her on that same pedestal. So, yeah. I like that. Sounds like you've dated some amazing black women. <laughs> hey, yo. <I'll> <laughs> um, but it's, it's a couple. It's a couple, you know. Oh, Lord. Okay, so I like how you brought up your mom because that's where I was going next. Like, how have the black women in your life, your mothers, aunts, grandmothers, etc. How have they helped shape you and get you prepared for being somebody's husband one day? Like, what are some things they've instilled in you? Okay. So, anybody who knows me, I'm a mama's boy. I can say that my mother 
my grandmothers, my aunts, mm-hmm. even down to my god sisters, they have taught me that. One thing they taught me that I, and then you know, I, I plan to be married, plan to have some kids, but they also told me you need to be an independent man no matter what. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to do certain things on your own mm-hmm. that, a, that a woman can't do for you. I can cook for myself, I can do my laundry, I can do all types of stuff. I know I'm be good, but it, but also they told me that you need to treat a woman a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to women the same way you talk to your homeboys. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I need to stop calling women. No, and son, that's not always the best way. Some people don't take that the right way. Learned that the hard way. And also, I learned over time that as black women, someone I want to. See, portray in, um, and pursue in life and someone I want to be with, I kind of see the representation when I look at my aunts, my grandmother, my mother, and my god sisters. Mm-hmm. That's how I want my future wife to be. The, the mother of my kids. That's mm-hmm. how I want you to look. That's how I want you to portray. That's how I want you to carry yourself. I'm surrounded by very much strong black women. Mm-hmm. There's not any black women in my family that have, all, have needed a man to carry them through anything. Mm-hmm. They've always got it their own. They have a good education. Even if they haven't gone to college and think that they've made it a way to sell them. They don't need no man. I can handle this my own. I can do this my own. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So at the end of the day, I think that what attracts me, even when looking at different women, I like an independent woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want to cater to her at the end of the day because that's my girl. But I know if I'm going on my my law conference all the way in Thailand or something like that for two weeks, you can be able to handle yourself. I'ma still be worried because at the end of the day, like they like the man of the house not gonna be there, but I know mm-hmm. at the end of the day she gonna be good. She can handle different things on her own. So I think mm-hmm. that's what my mother and my aunts and my guys have taught me over time or what I want to see in a woman and like what attracts me for say. Cause it's been it's been in my face for twenty one years. That's kind of all I've seen. That's kind of like all I've dated and talked to over the time. Okay. You hear that, ladies? You got to have, you got to be on your P's and Q's, okay? Period. We not taking nothing less. If you not, it's not. I don't want that. We ain't rocking with that. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like that you had that because I know a lot of times um, as a black woman, I run into um, some males that are very dependent on their mothers for various reasons. I think we left out the fact that you are blessed to be in a two parent home um, and that probably, you know, helps, I guess, helps your whole makeup and your whole mindset of how to treat a woman and things like that, because you've seen your father doing those things as well. Um, But a lot of men... um, in our community don't have that. And I think it reflects on their relationships because they haven't seen what a black woman is supposed to be treated like by her her spouse or the father of her kids uh-huh. and things like that. So I like that. I love that for you. That is amazing. Um, another question that I have for you is you brought up your law dreams and goals and you will get everything that you you want but my question for you is how has that you pursuing your goals how has that affected your relationship like have you been able to pour your all into your relationships while still moving towards your goals or has it been a struggle Um, I'm just saying, you know, this kind of hit for relationships. Not gonna talk about them in depth, for real, for real. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I could say 
when it comes to my education and me pursuing my goals, mm-hmm. I have noticed that within myself, I become very selfish within that. Mm-hmm. As I should, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe even um, the girl I'm dating at the time thinks she should be selfish about her goals as well. Mm-hmm. But I have learned that with me being selfish and me pursuing those goals, I tend to put my attention into one thing and not realizing that I had something else there as well. What does when, that mean? Eh? What does that mean? So, like, you'll focus just, all your attention on your goals, but you'll forget that you have this woman that has goals of her own? Yes. Okay. I'm not... I know her goals are there, but I know that the effort that I'm putting into trying to pour into her goals as much mm-hmm. as mine is not equal. Gotcha. I've noticed that it definitely... It's 80% me, 20% her. Ooh. I may ask her probably three times out the week, Oh, did you turn this in? How, how's your grant application going? How's this going? Uh-huh. When she's probably asking me, did you study for your LSAT today? Did you get in contact day. with that attorney you was talking to? What you say? I said, yeah, every day. While you doing three days out of seven days. Yeah, so it's just like the energy that I'm pointing to myself and how she's pointing to me is not being reciprocated. And I've seen that it has affected my relationships in a bad manner. But it's teaching me and making me learn, especially over this quarantine, that like maybe until I get to that goal, I get to that place where I feel as though I'm comfortable now to let another person into my life to also give them that equal playing field mm-hmm. and give them that same energy. Maybe it's not the time right now. Because I know for me right now, I've been focusing on law school crazy. Mm-hmm. I I study five hours a week, try to get four hours a day. I still work full time, eight to four. Everybody knows I work out for two hours on the day. So it's like, I'm not really, I can't really pull my all into somebody at this time because I'm trying to better myself to get to where I want to be. And it's not a problem with me being selfish, but I just got to learn if I'm going to bring somebody else into it, you can be selfish, but you still need to be putting some equal some equal energy into into me as well. Because mm-hmm. I know I know that was me. I know I probably feel that way about it, no matter what. I probably, I probably, man, like, oh, no, it ain't bothering me. But if I said on the phone with my homeboy, I'm like, yo, she's not paying me no mind. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I can say that the law school journey is definitely... If that foundation isn't there, <laughs> keep wearing the chaos vaccines. Oh. Um, <laughs> if the foundation isn't there, mm-hmm. then it may not just be the time. Maybe down the line, we'll see where that go. You know? Yeah. It may, just not, it may not be what you want to hear at the moment, but if it's the best, it's the best. We'll see where it go from there. So. Yes, let me put a shameless plug in here and say some advice for all of the men listening that have big goals and aspirations. If you're not ready, it's okay. You're not ready. There is so much beauty in friendship. And I feel like once you don't try to hold on to a woman because you feel like if you let her slip through your fingers, then she'll find somebody else or whatever the case is, because what is meant for you is already for you. The journey just might not look how you want it to look. So it is okay to be selfish. It is okay to follow your dreams and pour everything that you have into yourself. But it is not okay to bring someone along that journey and expect them to just be 
a cute little arm candy or the person is just helping you get even better and you're not doing the same for them. So I think that's the moral of the answer to that previous question. It's okay to be friends and it's okay to start something and midway realize that, okay, we might be doing more bad than good if we continue you can put a pause or an end to things, a pause or a period, a comma or a period. Oh, I like that. You can put a comma or a period on the situation. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, But thank you for that answer. That was really good. My last question for you is, how can your significant other support you in hard times? Mm, I think for me in hard times, I'm not really a gushy type of person. I don't really care for the whole... Oh, let me hold you. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I ain't with none of that. I've never been that tight. And I think it comes from when, <clears throat> like, within my household, uh-huh. my mother calls it, uh, like, a manny panty boy. Like, she knows, like, every now I'm, I'm a cry here and there. Mm-hmm. I may be sad. But, all right, life still go on. You can mm-hmm. dwell on at that moment, but, like, all right, pick it up a little bit. Yeah. We ain't got so no moving around. Just, it's, just, it's different for a guy. Yeah. Everybody may not understand that. But in hard times when it comes to my significant other with me, I think you just tell me you're going to be there. Like, if I need you to just be on the phone for a little bit, if I need you to just pull up, we don't even got to talk about the situation. Just knowing that you're there with me in that moment mm-hmm. and me knowing that at the end of the day, like, if I need to talk about it, you're going to listen to me. If I need a shoulder cry on at that moment, you're going to let me cry on your shoulder. If I'm going to have a spaz out moment, you're going to sit there and you're going to let me cuss everything out. I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm going to cuss everything out in that moment. And then you can bring me back to, all right, Vince, let's put it back together. Mm-hmm. Let me have my moment. Then you're going to tell me, all right, you get that. You got it out. You can still be upset today, tomorrow, however long you want to be. But how can we move on from this situation? How can you fix this? How can you let that situation go? Because I think I learned, I think with me over time, I told you I'm not good at communication. Mm-hmm. So I had my spans out moments, I had my, I just sit, I'm sit somewhere one day and I might just bust out crying. Because mm-hmm. I'm not really entwined with my emotions and how I talk about different things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better with it, but it's not the best way it can be at right now. Mm-hmm. So I think with me, somebody understanding that. I may not want to talk about this at that hard time right now. I may not want to cry about this situation. I may not even want to bring it up for like another two weeks. But the fact that I know that if I need you at that given moment, I need you at a time, you're going to pick up the phone, you're going to pull up, you're just going to sit there with me, you might just be there with me, whatever situation may be. If I need you to even drive down so with me. If I know that you going to drop, that, drop something for me, I feel it's okay. You're going to be there with me no matter what the situation is, good, bad, or ugly. I ain't saying we married or nothing. I was just about to say, it sounds like you're ready to be married. (laughs) You're not married or nothing, but I think think when you get in a relationship with somebody, you're with the significant other, you have to realize that everything is not going to be roses and strawberries. It's not going to be that. You know, people, people say, okay, yeah, you, you're on cloud nine the first four months. That are, you can be on cloud nine the first week after y'all cuff each other. And then after that, y'all can have a hard shit to change y'all dun, dun, dun. in a matter of a second. Yeah. But then, yeah, y'all got to build that back up. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, like you know, you just have to see. I think 
as a man, you need to know what can help you out and what can't help you out. Mm-hmm. And then how also can you tell her, okay, this is what I need when it's a hard time for me. Mm-hmm. It may He may not do it off the gate. I know for me, like, knowing somebody's going to be there mm-hmm. helps me out in it in that time being. And then check up here and there. I'm not big on the whole let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, like if I don't want to talk about that moment, don't ask me again. Because oh. uh. then I am gonna get it I'm gonna get annoyed. Okay, but what if she's the opposite? Because there's different types of communicators. There's some people that need to process, which I understand and there's some people that need to talk about it and let it go, which I also understand. So are you willing to compromise? Am I willing to compromise that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm willing to compromise it. I've learned it over time. Okay. It took time. It was never just, oh, yeah, she needs I'm going to go ahead and do it. I like that. I like how, you know, it was real simple. The way that you need to best be supported just by somebody being emotionally available to you, somebody that's going to be there um, when you're down, up, all the good stuff, so... I like it. I like it a lot. Um, as we are coming to an end of our conversation, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap it up? Um, I think all I got to say is to my black men out there, um, I just had a recent conversation with uh, somebody called my second mom, Ms. Mary. Mm-hmm. My shout out to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> they... When people talk about love languages, you know, everybody's seeing a little love language test on Twitter, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. If the person you're dealing with or another woman is telling you that her love language is communication, effective touch, boom, 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 uh-huh. and yours is active service, physical touch, and word of affirmation, uh-huh. she's going to cater to your um, love languages. I realized, okay, like, I think I had the mindset, okay, yeah, I got to cater those love languages, yada, 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 but these mm-hmm. are mine, so cater to mine. Mm-hmm. But I think what she told me was, the reason for love languages is you're supposed to do, you're supposed to try to do the best of your ability, pour into her love languages the way she wants them to be poured into, yep. not yours. Yep. And she's going to pour into yours the way you want them to. So I think that took it over time. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize, okay, Fizz, that's how you maneuver love language. I could say quarantine has taught me a little bit, but that's what I had to do. And then, you know, make sure y'all cater to your women, communicate. I think I've been told that plenty of times by numerous people, somebody on this podcast too. <laughs> but <laughs> make sure y'all communicate and it will help things out. Also, things aren't working at the time, you know. Like I got you said, it is meant to be, it's meant to be, you know, you know, just let it ride. And still, I think y'all should still try to find you a black queen at the end of the day. Go to the other races as your last resort in my opinion, <laughs> but there's going to be a black woman out there regardless of you. Okay. So, Thank you so much. That's all Thank you, Mr. Monroe, for this very dynamic conversation. I think this is the longest episode that I have, so I hope you guys Dang. enjoyed. What you? Yeah, we talked about uh, just a little bit, but it's okay because it was a very good conversation. 
Um, I appreciate you for joining us. And until next time, y'all, bye. I'm a black man and I'm deserving. I'm a black man and I will succeed. I'm a black man and I need to be held accountable. I'm a black man and my life matters.